did she do? Wemanjeka, hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. Let's begin by looking at what's on in Melbourne this week. It's Christmas time, so the theatre scene is pretty quiet at the moment. You still have a couple more days to revel in the Christmas spirit, though, at Santa's Magical Kingdom, which is on at Caulfield Racecourse until the 28th of December. For more information, go to santasmagicalkingdom.com.au. The big news this week, though, is Chicago the Musical in the State Theatre at Arts Centre Melbourne. This show is playing all the way through to the 21st of February, and you can find out more at chicagothemusical.com.au. Now it's time for my reviews, and this week it is Chicago the Musical. Chicago is on from the 14th of December 2019 through to the 21st of February 2020 at the State Theatre in the Arts Centre Melbourne. Chicago's music and lyrics are by Fred Ebb and John Kander. The book is by Fred Ebb and Bob Fosse. And this is the 1996 New York production, which was directed by Walter Bobby with choreography by Anne Ryan King. It's been restaged in Australia. It features Natalie Bassingthwaite as Roxy, Alinta Chidsey as Velma, Casey Donovan as Mama Morton, and for the Melbourne season, Jason Donovan as Billy Flynn. So I got uh, invited to opening night, and this is what I thought. Having been on stage since 1996, there is not really anything I can tell you about Chicago which you don't already know. It is saucy, it is sassy, it is dark and it is on the Art Centre Melbourne stages until the end of February. It is rare to see a show which has the audience laughing and cheering from start to finish, so get along to see this one, which has Melbourne audiences finally expressing some real and loud appreciation. I don't know what was going on in Candace and Ebb's heads when they wrote Chicago, but they were definitely not feeling good about the world and really let rip with all of their cynicism in the songs. I suspect it was Fosse who was responsible for toning down the book and giving the whole thing a little more respectability than a Tupac-style playlist. If you think I'm exaggerating, check out the lyrics of Class. Don't get me wrong, I love the writing in this show. It is satire and it is rough. The whole no prisoners kind of satire, which bites to the bone at the same time as you are laughing so hard, your whole body is bouncing. My favourite lyric is, why is everyone now such a pain in the ass?" from class. As true now as it was when it was written. The story is a remake of the 1926 play by Maureen Dallas Watkins. She was a reporter during the Roaring Twenties for the Chicago Tribune. Apparently, during the jazz era, a lot of women were going around and killing husbands, lovers and boyfriends and being led off by the criminal justice system. In the meantime, in a precursor to our internet explosion, the papers were making these women fake celebrities. Chicago draws an analogy between the temporary stardom of these women and the fickle world of the live theatre scene with just enough of a gloss of feminism to keep someone like me warmed to the cockles of my heart. 
Chicago is quite young as musicals go. It was first produced in 1975, and this 1996 revival doesn't stray too far from the original, although it is more of a concert-style production, with the only set piece being the band area, which is a fallen picture frame. There are a series of levels and steps which allow us to enjoy the musicians and are used as entrances and exits for cast. The proscenium is also a matching gold picture frame. The black-on-black aesthetic of costumes and set hark back to black-and-white photos of the 1920s, as if we are remembering a distant past, whilst at the same time it flails us for our very modern failings of treachery, manipulation, corruption and the fickle fight for celebrity status. Combining the ideas of jazz dance with the older aesthetics of jazz music, the choreography is familiar yet fun and playful, with just the loveliest touches of fossey flavour. As well, Kander has written music which covers a spectrum of vaudeville styles, including burlesque, tap, tango, there is a touch of opera and others. This means the cast of Chicago have to be not just good dancers, they need to be brilliant. And this cast meet that need and excel far beyond it. I admit to totally falling in love, or last, with the cameo character of Fred, Roxy's murdered lover. He can do those push-ups for me anytime. The feminist in me also needs to say it was refreshing to see a male character, even if it is only an ensemble member, being objectified the way the entire female cast is. But now it is time to talk about the singing. Drum roll, please. Yes, it is the magnificent Casey Donovan as Mama Morton, who is the first to really bring the house down with applause with When You're Good to Mama, although we were well and truly revved up with Cell Block Tango only moments before. I have heard the words showstopper used before, but have never seen it until now. The big surprise for me was Alinta Chidsey as Velma. I didn't think it was possible, but Chidsey can match Casey Donovan note for note and growl for growl, and if you had any doubt, just sit back and enjoy class. (laughs) You might be realising right about now that I loved that duet. Bazingthwaite is really in her element as Roxy and she and Chidsey have a great chemistry as they negotiate a complicated nemesis-ally relationship. Watching them struggle to create space in the world for themselves made me proud of their inner strength and intelligence. I was probably supposed to think they were amoral women, but they are superheroes to me, especially as they come to accept that old adage, be careful who you step on the way up because you will meet them again on the way down. A lesson we all learn. Jason Donovan is playing Billy in Melbourne. I have always had a fan crush on this man. I even liked his album in the 80s. I think the music for Billy goes further down the scale than is his comfortable singing range, but he is on pitch all the way. His voice is just weak in the lower registers. It is a pity because his performance is magnificent, but he is almost inaudible and razzle-dazzle, and this means he isn't able to portray the oiliness of the real Billy Flynn. I am still in love with him regardless of this. This same point could be made with Bazingthwaite's rendition of Me and My Baby, but with all that oozing, ditzy, blonde character work she does, who really cares? I don't know if I've seen finer theatre than the puppet scene. I also found myself wondering if the song Mr Cellophane, sung by Dobson, resonates anymore. Do people still use cellophane, or is this an image which will fall into the anachronism category soon? The White Gloves is also a little too evocative of the black and white minstrels, which is authentic vaudeville, but a fraught topic these days. Having said that, it is a tricky problem to solve, and this may go over the heads of the new generations.
Chicago has a Brechtian construct, but I have to say I didn't like seeing the dancers on chairs on the side of stage. It seemed to be the one messy thing in the whole show. It is a very big misconception of the late 20th century that to do Brecht, you have to do this. Being Brechtian does not mean you have to show the lighting grid and all the actors all the time, etc. It just means you have to remove the trickery of theatre. By showing the trick, you make the point much stronger than just going with the traditional concept of the magic of theatre. Enough criticism though. Chicago is brilliant. It is full of fantastic and clever humour, sharp shards of insight and moments of great pathos such as the hanging of the Russian woman whose only English words were not guilty. In a world full of liars and scoundrels, how can you possibly identify the innocent? A piece of popular theatre which is sexy, smart, funny and insightful? Does such a creature exist? Yes, it does. It is Chicago. Check it out for yourself. I give this show 4.5 stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say. And now a little something special. Each week I will be giving you an interview or a piece of music or a bit of dramaturgy about something that's going on in the theatre scene this week. Today I have a special treat for you. It's from the musical Chicago. Here is Natalie Basingthwaite singing Roxy. I'm a star! And the audience loves her. And I love the audience. And the audience loves me for loving them. And I love the audience for loving me. And we just love each other. And that's because none of us ever got enough love in our childhood. That's right. And that showbiz kid. Oh, yeah. She's giving up her humdrum life. I'm gonna be Roxy. You can book tickets for Chicago at artcentermelbourne.com.au. Now a look at what's coming up. We have two events opening on the first week of January next year, 2020. The first is She's Layered at the Butterfly Club and Moving Beds on St Kilda Beach. Coming to Melbourne on the 3rd and 4th of January is She's Layered. It's a 7pm show at the Butterfly Club in Carson Place in Melbourne and tickets are $25 to $32. So what if Eve ate the apple? She's Layered is told through stimulating visuals, mime, dance and music. It explores the vast complexities of female sexuality. The one-woman show, performed by San Francisco transplant Mia Romero, makes its world premiere on January 3rd at the Butterfly Club. It is intended to be an empowering, sassy way to kick off New Year. Are women Madonnas or whores? Both or neither? Do they actively participate in antiquated expectations laid out by the patriarchy or are they empowered by reclaiming what is rightfully theirs? Trained at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City, Romero has been acting, directing and producing for the past 15 years. 
Her production company, Red Lips Women's Productions, exists to contribute empathetic, engaging, experimental theatre pieces while offering strong roles for women both on stage and off. Romero developed this piece as an antidote to the relentless attacks against women, their bodies and their roles in society. It's almost 2020 and consent is only the beginning of the conversation. Surely it's also time to hike skirts up and enjoy the ride. Grab your vibrators and come along. Red Lips Woman Productions brings the world premiere of She's Layered to the Butterfly Club Melbourne for two nights only, January 3rd and 4th, 2020. The running time is 60 minutes and bookings are recommended. And to book your tickets, you can go to thebutterflyclub.com. We have a fun new outdoor cinema that's going to be on St Kilda Beach this summer. It opens on the 4th of January and runs through to the 23rd of February. And it's Australia's first beach bed cinema to launch in St Kilda. Sydney sensation outdoor cinema Move and Bed is landing on 4,000 square metres of sand. St Kilda's is about to host the first beach bed cinema in the world and an exclusive beach club. 150 comfy beds, premium pillows, cosy blankets and the latest movies. Can it get any better? Yes, before each movie, enjoy the Beach Club Sunset Sessions from 5 to 8pm. Also, food is delivered straight to your bed during the movie. Balmy summer nights have never felt so good. 45 magical nights under the stars starting on Friday the 4th of January until the 23rd of February. See you in bed. And the movie lineup includes Jaws, Charlie's Angels, Last Christmas, Joker, Ready or Not, Frozen 2, Knives Out, Gladiator, Hustlers, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Addams Family, Ford vs Ferrari, Ad Astra, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Pulp Fiction, Zombieland, Double Tap, and Dirty Dancing. And for more information, you can go to moveinbed.com. What Did She Do is created by Samsara. If you like what you heard, this podcast is hosted on Pinecast and you can leave a tip. Or if you want to support me to keep doing what I'm doing, you can become a subscriber. What did she do?